It's March the 8th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long adventure. We are together journeying through God's Word from Genesis all the way through Old Testament, New Testament, end of December. We will be in the book of Revelation. Now, guess what, friends? This morning on March the 8th, we have come to the wonderful book of Deuteronomy. We've already read through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Psalms 1 through 30, and then the wonderful book of Matthew. We come now to the book of Deuteronomy. Here's what you need to know. Now, today it's going to be Deuteronomy chapters 1, 2, and 3. Deuteronomy is a, is a Greek word that means second law, second law. What we're going to find in this book as we journey on through it, we're going to find a lot of things repeated, especially the moral law, the ethical law, the way that the Jews were to live in harmony with each other and be right with God. And you may say, why did God give the law a second time? Well, there are two reasons. Number one, the previous generation, the older folks who, who were around for the giving of the law at Mount Sinai, they're all dead. That's the generation that at Kadesh Barnea believed the 10 spies instead of the two spies. And they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And during that long wilderness wandering as a judgment from God, the whole older generation, everybody above the age of 20, except for Joshua and Caleb, they all died, bleached bones in the desert. So you've got a new generation. They are on the east side of the Jordan River. They are ready to go in and conquer the land, or at least they think they're ready. These are the young people who grew up during the wilderness wanderings. They saw their parents and grandparents die in the desert. So the law is now being repeated because this new generation they need to get right with God from the very beginning because they have no idea what they're going to face on the other side of the Jordan River. So if you want a little outline, let me give you a four-part outline for the book of Deuteronomy. Chapters 1 to 5, remember. Chapters 6 through 11, respond. Chapters 12 through 26, review. Chapters 27 through 34, re renew the covenant. Remember, respond, review, renew. And so in this first three chapters here, and in fact going on for about five chapters, Moses is going to review everything that happened to the people of God since from the time they left Egypt down to Mount Sinai, Kadesh Barnea, the victories, the defeats, and all that God did for them. That's the background. Let's jump into it. Deuteronomy 1. These are the words God spoke to all Israel across the Jordan in the wilderness, in the Arabah, opposite Suf, between Paran and Tophel, Laban, Hazaroth, and Dai Zahab. It is an 11-day journey from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by way of Mount Seir. In the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first of the month, Moses told the Israelites everything the Lord had commanded him to say to them. This was after he had defeated King Sihon of the Amorites, who lived in Heshbon, and King Og of Bashan, who lived in Ashtaroth at Edrai, across the Jordan, in the, land of Mo in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law, saying, The Lord our God spoke to us at Horeb. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. Resume your journey and go to the hill country, the Amorites and their neighbors in the Arabah, the hill country, the Judean foothills, the Negev and the seacoast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates River. See, I have set the land before you enter and take possession of the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their future descendants. I said to you at that time, I can't bear the responsibility for you on my own. The Lord your God 
has so multiplied you that today you are as numerous as the stars of the sky. May the Lord, the God of your ancestors, increase you a thousand times more and bless you as he promised you. But how can I bear your troubles, burdens, and disputes by myself? Appoint for yourselves wise, understanding, and respected men from each of your tribes, and I will make them your leaders. You replied to me, what you propose to do is good. So I took the leaders of your tribes, wise and respected men, and set them over you as leaders, commanders for thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, and officers for your tribes. I commanded your judges at that time. Hear the cases between your brothers and judge rightly between a man and his brother or his resident alien. Do not show partiality when deciding a case. Listen to small and great alike. Do not be intimidated by anyone for judgment belongs to God. Bring me any case too difficult for you, and I will hear it. At that time, I commanded you about all the things you were to do. We then set out from Horeb and went across all the great and terrible wilderness you saw on the way to the hill country of the Amorites, just as the Lord our God had commanded us. When we reached Kadesh Barnea, I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has told you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Then all of you approached me and said, Let's send men ahead of us so that they may explore the land for us and bring back, bring us back a report about the route we should go up and the cities we will come to. The plan seemed good to me. So I selected 12 men from among you, one man for each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to Eshkel Valley, scouting the land. They took some of the fruit from the land in their hands, carried it down to us, and brought us back a report. The land the Lord our God is giving us is good. But you were not willing to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord brought us out of the land of Egypt to hand us over to the Amorites in order to destroy us, because he hates us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made us lose heart, saying, The people are larger and taller than we are. The cities are large, fortified to the heavens. We also saw the descendants of the Anakim there. And I said to you, Don't be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God, who goes before you, will fight for you, just as you saw him do for you in Egypt. And you saw in the wilderness how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son all along the way you traveled until you reached this place. But in spite of this, you did not trust the Lord your God, who went out before you on the journey to seek out a place for you to camp. He went in the fire by night and in the cloud by day to guide you on the road you were to travel. When the Lord heard your words, he grew angry and swore an oath. None of these men in this evil generation will see the good land I swore to give your ancestors, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he will see it, and I will give him and his descendants the land on which he has set foot, because he remained loyal to the Lord. The Lord was angry with me also because of you and said, You will not enter there either. Joshua, son of Nun, who attends you, will enter it. Encourage him, for he will enable Israel to inherit it. Your children, who you said would be plunder, your sons who don't yet know good from, from evil, will enter there. I will give them the land, and they will take possession of it. But you are to turn back and head for the wilderness by way of the Red Sea. You answered me. We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight just as the Lord our God commanded us. Then each of you put on his weapons of war and thought it would be easy to go up into the hill country. But the Lord said to me, tell them, don't go up and fight, for I am not with you to keep you from being defeated by your enemies. So I spoke to you, but you didn't listen. You rebelled against the Lord's command and defiantly went up into the hill country. 
Then the Amorites who lived there came out against you and chased you like a swarm of bees. They routed you from Seir as far as Hormah. When you returned, you wept before the Lord, but he didn't listen to your request or pay attention to you. For this reason, you stayed at Kadesh as long as you did. Deuteronomy 2. Then we turned back and headed for the wilderness by way of the Red Sea, as the Lord had told me, and we traveled around the hill country of Seir for many days. The Lord then said to me, You've been traveling around this hill country long enough. Turn north. Command the people. You're about to travel through the territory of your brothers, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. They will be afraid of you, so be very careful. Don't provoke them, for I will not give you any of their land, not even a foot of it, because I have given Esau the hill country of Seir as his possession. You may purchase food from them so that you may eat and buy water from them to drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through this immense wilderness. The Lord your God has been with you these past 40 years, and you have lacked nothing. So we bypassed our brothers, the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. We turned away from the Arabah road and from Elath and Isaiah and Geber. We traveled along the road to the wilderness of Moab. The Lord said to me, show no hostility toward Moab and do not provoke them to battle. For I will not give you any of their land as a possession, since I have given Ar as a possession to the descendants of Lot. The Emim, a great and murder and a great and numerous people as tall as the Anakim had previously lived there. They were also regarded as Rephaim, like the Anakim, though the Moabites called them the Emim. The Horites had previously lived in Seir, but the descendants of Esau drove them out, destroying them completely and settling in their place, just as Israel did in the land of its possession the Lord gave them. The Lord said, Now get up and cross the Zered Valley. So we crossed the Zered Valley. The time we spent traveling from Kadesh Barnea until we crossed the Zered Valley was 38 years until the entire generation of fighting men had perished from the camp as the Lord had sworn to them. Indeed, the Lord's hand was against them to eliminate them from the camp until they had all perished. When all the fighting men had died among the people, the Lord spoke to me today. You are going to cross the border of Moab at Ar. When you get close to the Ammonites, don't show any hostility to them or provoke them. For I will not give you any of the Ammonites' land as a possession. I have given it as a possession to the descendants of Lot. This too used to be regarded as the land of the Rephaim. The Rephaim lived there previously, though the Ammonites called them Zamzumim, a great and numerous people tall as the Anakim. The Lord destroyed the Rephaim at the advance of the Ammonites so that they drove them out and settled in their place. This was just as he had done for the descendants of Esau who lived in Seir when he destroyed the Horites before them. They drove them out and have lived in their place until now. The Kaphtorim, who came from Kaphtor, destroyed the Avites who lived in villages as far as Gaza and settled in their place. The Lord also said, get up. Move out, cross the Arnon Valley. See, I have handed the Amorites king Sihon of Heshbon in his land over to you. Begin to take possession of it. Engage him in battle. Today, I will begin to put the fear and dread of you on the peoples everywhere under heaven. They will hear the report about you. Tremble and be in anguish because of you. So, I sent messengers with an offer of peace to King Sihon of Heshbon from the wilderness of Kadamoth, saying, Let us travel through your land. We will keep strictly to the highway. We will not turn to the right or the left. You can sell us food in exchange for silver so we may eat and give us water for silver so we may drink. Only let us travel on, travel through on foot. 
just as the descendants of Esau who live in Seir did for us and the Moabites who live in Ar until we cross the Jordan into the land the Lord our God is giving us. But King Sihon of Heshbon would not let us travel through his land for the Lord your God had made his spirit stubborn and his heart obstinate in order to hand him over to you as has now taken place. The Lord said to me, See, I have begun to give Sihon and his land to you, begin to take possession of it. So Sihon and his whole army came out against us for a battle at Jahaz. The Lord our God handed him over to us, and we defeated him, his sons, and his whole army. At that time, we captured all his cities and completely destroyed the people of every city, including the women and children. We left no survivors. We took only the livestock and the spoil from the cities we captured as plunder for ourselves. There was no city that was inaccessible to us from Aro Air on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the valley, as, even as far as Gilead. The Lord our God gave everything to us, but you did not go near the Ammonites' land all along the bank of the Jabbok River, the cities of the hill country, or any place that the Lord our God had forbidden. Deuteronomy 3. Then we turned and went up the road to Bashan, and King Og of Bashan came out against us with his whole army to do battle at Edrai. But the Lord said to me, Do not fear him, for I have handed him over to you along with his whole army and his land. Do to him as you did to King Sihon of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So the Lord our God also handed over King Og of Bashan and his whole army to us. We struck him until there was no survivor left. We captured all his cities at that time. There wasn't a city that we didn't take from them. Sixty cities, the entire region of Argob, the kingdom of Og in Bashan. All these were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides a large number of rural villages. We completely destroyed them as we had done to King Sihon of Heshbon, destroying the men, women, and children of every city. But we took all the livestock and the spoil from the cities as plunder for ourselves. At that time, we took the land from the two Amorite, Amorite kings across the Jordan, from the Arnon Valley as far as Mount Hermon, which the Sidonians called Sirion, but the Amorites called Sinir. All the cities of the plateau, Gilead and Bashan, as far as Salika and Edrai, cities of Og's kingdom in Bashan. Only King Og of Bashan was left of the remnant of the Rephaim. His bed was made of iron. Isn't it in Rabbah of the Ammonites? It is 13 and a half feet long and six feet wide by a standard measure. At that time, we took possession of this land. I gave to the Reubenites and Gadites the area extending from Aroer by the Arnon Valley, half the hill country of Gilead along with its cities. I gave to half the tribe of Manasseh the rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og. The entire region of Argob, the whole territory of Bashan, used to be called the land of the Rephaim. Jair, a descendant of Manasseh, took over the entire region of Argob as far as the border of the Geshurites and Ma'akathites. He called Bashan by his own name, Jair's villages, as it is today. I gave Gilead to Maker, and I gave to the Reubenites and Gadites the area extending from Gilead to the Arnon Valley. The middle of the valley was the border, and up to the Jabbok River, the border of the Ammonites. The Arabah and Jordan are also borders from Chinnereth, as far as the Sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea, under the slopes of Pisgah on the east. I commanded you at that time, the Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All your valiant men will cross over in battle formation ahead of your brothers, the Israelites. But your wives, dependents, and livestock, I know that you have a lot of livestock, will remain in the cities I have given you until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you, and they 
also take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them across the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession that I have given you. I commanded Joshua at that time, your own eyes have seen everything the Lord your God has done to these two kings. The Lord will do the same to all the kingdoms you are about to enter. Don't be afraid of them, for the Lord your God fights for you. At that time, I begged the Lord, Lord God, you have begun to show your greatness and your strong hand to your servant. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can perform deeds and mighty acts like yours? Please let me cross over and see the beautiful land on the other side of the Jordan, that good hill country and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me because of you and would not listen to me. The Lord said to me, that's enough. That's enough. Do not speak to me again about this matter. Go to the top of Pisgah and look to the west, north, south, and east and see it with your own eyes, for you will not cross the Jordan. But commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will cross over ahead of the people and enable them to inherit this land that you will see. So we stayed in the valley facing Beth Peor. Now, if you have been with us earlier, in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. Everything that's mentioned in these three chapters has already been talked about. Basically, this is a Reader's Digest version of Israel's history from Mount Sinai, Kadesh Barnea, and significant events along the way. You know, we like to say history is his story. Isn't it interesting that before the Israelites were ready to cross the Jordan River, and come into the promised land. Isn't it interesting? They needed to remember all that God has done. A good memory is a great friend to holy living. A good memory is a great incitement and inducement to praise and thanksgiving. A good memory of how God has led you through good times and bad times, through victories and through defeats, how God has been with you all the way. Friends, count your many blessings. And count as one of your blessings today that God has brought you through. And you are where you are because of the good hand of the Lord. So spend some time today remembering all that God has done. Go out, friends. Have a great day serving the Lord. Remember the goodness of the Lord. God bless, friends. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again.